Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today is part two of Christian Conversation. I think we are all inundated with hate language all day long from rebellious pagans, and many of us are also treated to snark or anger or hateful speech of people claiming to be fellow Christians, too, which surely blots their witness. I don't want to fall into the same trap because the Bible says your speech must always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Colossians 4, 6. But how do I do that? How do I develop the habit of speaking of the glories of Jesus and have those edifying conversations? Well, I found a Spurgeon sermon that fills the bill. I decided to reprint the sermon and also read it aloud on this podcast. And being a Spurgeon sermon, it's pretty long, too long for a 30-minute limit. And at 6,000 words, it's too long to expect a busy reader to hunker down and read on a blog. So I am breaking it up into parts, making separations at what I think are logical points. I'm reproducing the sermon day by day over the next few days until it's finished. And I pray you enjoy it as much as I did. This is part two of a sermon continuing from Charles Spurgeon, number 2695, delivered at the Metropolitan Tabernacle in the autumn of 1858. The title of the sermon is Christian Conversation. And Mr. Pastor Spurgeon uh, based it on Psalm 145.11, They shall speak of the glory of the kingdom and talk of thy power. This is Charles Spurgeon. Possibly some will ask, well, sir, how can we talk about religion? Upon what topic shall we converse? How are we to introduce it? It would not be polite, for instance, in the company with which we associate to say anything about the doctrines of grace or about religious matters at all. Then, beloved, do not be polite. That is all I have to say in reply to such a remark as that. If it would be accounted contrary to etiquette to begin talking of the Savior, cast etiquette to the wind and speak about Christ somehow or other. The Christian is the aristocrat of the world. It is his place to make rules for society to obey, not to stoop down and conform to the regulations of society when they're contrary to the commands of his master. He is the great maker of laws, the king of kings, the lord of lords, and he makes his people also to be kings. Kings make rules for ordinary people to obey. And so must Christians do. They are not to submit to others. They must make others by the worth of their principles and the dignity of their character submit to them. 
It is speaking too lightly of a Christian's dignity when we say that he dare not do what is right because it would not be fashionable. We care nothing for that, for the fashion of this world pass away. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Another might say, well, what could I speak of? There are so few topics that would be suitable. I must not speak on doctrinal subjects, for it would offend one of the party. They might hold different views. One might be a Wesleyan. One might be a Baptist. One might be an Independent. One a Calvinist. Another an Arminian. How could I talk so as to please all? If I spoke of election, most of them would attack me at once. If I speak of redemption, we should soon differ on that subject. And I would not like to engender controversy. Beloved, engender controversy. Rather than have wrong conversations, better dispute over truth than agree about lies. Better, I say, it is to dispute concerning good doctrine. Far more profitable it is to talk of the word of God, even in a controversial manner, than to turn utterly away from it and neglect it. But let me tell you, there is one point on which all Christians agree, and that is concerning the person, the work, and the blessed offices of our Savior. Go where you will, professors. If they are genuine Christians, they will always agree with you if you begin to talk about your Savior. So you need not be afraid that you will provoke controversy, but supposing the mention of your Savior's name does provoke dispute, then let it be provoked. And if your master's truth offends the gentleman to whom you speak of it, let him be offended. His name we must confess. Of his glory, we will continually talk. For it is written in our text, They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. Well, that was a natural break point for part two of Christian conversation. Tomorrow I'll continue with part three of what Spurgeon said. And he does give specific examples of what you could talk about and how. Um, I found it a really edifying sermon, and I hope you do too. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you.